And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Friday afternoon, that means it's time to welcome along to the studio from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. How you doing, mate? All right? Well, as you can tell, I'm still alive. Well, I've got, I got the jumper on today because it's awfully fresh outside, so I think we're better in here and uh, happy the heat is going. It is a bit fresh outside, but uh, let me tell you, it's going to be colder next week. Yeah, I'd... I think... Uh, actually, no, no, it's actually not. It's it's actually going to be about the same for the first few days, and then it's going to warm up next week. Oh, that's good news. Ooh. Yeah, there you Exciting. Go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was mistaken there. It, it will be cool over the weekend, uh, 7 degrees tomorrow. Oof. Yeah, Oof. 10 degrees maximum on Sunday. 12 degrees on Monday, 11 on Tuesday. But after that, it gets up to 13 and 14, Ooh. you know. Yeah, it's Ooh. almost almost spring. Ooh, double digits. <laughs> Absolutely. And showers today, tomorrow, uh, easing off. Uh, not as much rain after the... Uh, after the weekend. So, no, it's going to be all right next week, just still a bit cool. We should be talking about all things financial, and today we're talking about can I retire and what to consider. Yes, you Mm. can retire, but what to consider is whether or not you have enough money to have an enjoyable lifestyle. Mm. I just answered your question for you. We can go home now. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Look, I think I think it's it's very topical at the moment in light of COVID and, and people's view or expectations of what they may or may not be able to do um, have have potentially come into question in light of the pandemic and loss of income and, and and a reduction in wages and things of that nature. So I thought it's probably worth having a chat about what does it actually mean and what should people start to look at to get an understanding of what they will need to fund and how they can fund the way they want to live should they choose to retire at a point in the future. And I think that's the, the biggest misconception is how much and when. And I know that when I first came here almost a year ago, one of the first things we talked about is what does retirement mean to you? Mm. And and we've talked about this a, a few times. Mm. What does it actually mean? It doesn't necessarily mean what some people imagine it means where you just stop working and you don't do anything ever again. Mm. It can mean pretty much whatever you want it to mean, can't it? Yeah, look, and, and, and I think the the mindset and the way that you come at this can really have an impact on the way that you feel and the way or the the, the decisions that you could make. Because for me, as soon as you can say, I don't want to do something and you have the resources to be able to live the way you want to live, for me, that's the definition of retirement. I know when I started in this industry, you got to 55, you stopped work, you didn't think about going back. And if you did, you were potentially frowned upon by your peers. And I think with Uber, side hustles, technology, um, Zoom, and and what we've experienced with the pandemic and people thinking outside the box, there's been a, a mind shift in relation to what retirement really is because it's a time to do something that you actually enjoy if you wish to. Yeah. Now, you can sit at home and watch Netflix seven days a week and if that's what you like doing and you can live, pay your bills and and, and have your best life, as they say, wonderful. Go ahead and do that. I find most people can't and I think the pandemic has been a good example of the need to get out and be engaged in the community, be it through work, be it through volunteering, be it through social sport and things of that nature. Retirement is just the ability to do the things you want to do and maintain your lifestyle at any age. Well, before we got on air, we were talking about uh, whether or not you were ever going to retire and you were saying, mm. well, I, c- I could be on board for playing golf every day. And I said, you know, really, Luke, you'd get bored. Yeah. And then you finally admitted, no, you'd probably work two days a week. 
Yeah, and look, and I think for me that, and and for a lot of people, that's the happy medium that I'm seeing. A lot of people have this fantasy that they're going to retire and it's cupcakes and rainbows and they'll spend all of their their year travelling and and doing things like that. Well, COVID's put pay to that. Yes, Uh, no travelling at the moment. Be it it on a plane or potentially in in a caravan. But whatever you want to do, you need to have the resources to be able to fund it, but you also need to have the hobbies and the interests to fill your days because... Believe it or not, I don't think you can actually play golf six days a week. (laughs) And as we get older, our bodies start to tell us, no, you definitely can't, even though our mind says, I'd really like to. Um, So I think one of the important things people work towards is freeing up their time. But the second thing they need to think about in preparation for retirement is how are they going to fill their time? Yes. And understanding what it could cost to live the way you want to live. Because the biggest conundrum I face is someone walks in and says, I'd like to retire. Okay, what do you need to live on? And the answer I get nine times out of ten is no idea. Exactly. It's a bit like saying, how much would it cost to build a house without knowing how many bedrooms you need? Yes. So the thing people need to consider is what does retirement mean to you? And working is not a bad thing. Working ultimately is a resource to live the way you want to live. Um, yeah. So, and you could be retired and you don't have to work, but you want to work and you could even enjoy making a bit of extra money and then, you know. I, exactly right. You're spot on. But uh, you don't have to make the money if you don't want to. You could do some volunteer work. And that's, you could do and that's all why sorts I, of things. That, and exactly right. And that's why working is, is a resource yeah. along with your super, your investment properties, your cash your coast house, or whatever else you've accumulated that you could use to fund your retirement. Working is a resource. And if I give people a choice, and I, and I had this one this week, would it be easier to earn $25,000 working part-time or save half a million dollars in the next five years? Well, um, I think that one answers itself. <laughs> Correct. But that's an illustration of the resource of working because yes. – $500,000 at a 5% income stream will generate $25,000 of cash flow. Yeah. It's far easier to say, well, I'm going to do this because I actually enjoy it. I have an interest in this. Someone would like me to do that or this is my specialty mm. and I can work a little bit yeah. and fund the way that you want to live going forward. So if you decide you do want to spend a day or two every week doing some sort of work and getting some sort of payment for it, how does that impact on your retirement plans? Does it impact on your pension? Does it impact on your status with, yeah. uh, with the government pension? The, what, are the, what are the impacts there? So whenever we think about how we generate money, depending on the structure that we use to fund ourselves, and I'll use the example of superannuation, if you're over the age of 60 and you've amalgamated a significant amount of superannuation over your working life and in your later years you may have made additional contributions to bolster that up and we've spoken in the past about super splitting we've talked about deductible contributions we've talked about non-concessional contributions if you've got the vast majority of your income stream in a superannuation fund and you draw a pension the money coming out of that account over 60 is tax-free so you could go out and consult and work part-time and earn $20,000. And you actually won't pay a lot of tax on that because you pay nothing on the first $18,000 of your marginal tax rate. Right. So people shouldn't be concerned about earning more money and paying more tax because they need to think more broadly about where their money's coming from, 
And if you're of age, pension age, and you're earning some money, then you need to declare that to Centrelink. And they will make an adjustment depending on how much work you do, take into account your broader assets under either the income test or the asset test. So that can have an impact depending on the volume of work that you do because there's a sliding scale when it comes to Centrelink. But when it comes to your own retirement assets, if you're drawing an income stream from anything under, well, if you're drawing an income stream from from anywhere from super and you're over 60, it's coming out tax-free. Depending on the amount of money you have in super, it may or may not be taxable under the transfer balance cap. But the important thing that I try and get people to see is use the resources you have, but more importantly, have an understanding and the peace of mind of what you need to fund because that is the the peace of mind that people are after. Do I have enough is the first question. The second question is, is is what I've accumulated going to generate an income stream that will meet my fixed costs and the way I want to live? And as soon as you can say yes to that, and that might include two days a week work, then under my definition of retirement, you're there. Now, there's uh, so many stories about retirements going off the rails because all of a sudden you're spending all this time at home and your other half goes, why are you hanging around the house so Mm. much? That's Mm. a big factor, isn't it? Look, very much so. Um, I I had someone say to me uh, many, many years ago, I got married for love, not for lunch. (laughs) And, And I think it's still true to this day because you may have one part of the couple that has an existing routine who may or may not work. And you have one, the other half come home and go, okay, what are we doing now, darling? Or what are we doing now, handsome? Um, <laughs> and, and they sort of look at each other and go, well, I'm not sure what you're doing because I'm playing mahjong on Monday, tennis on Tuesday, golf on Wednesday, and I'm you know, at the pub on Thursday. So feel free to do whatever you want. So it's important to be on the same page and have similar interests or know that you have other interests and your own independence with your social groups because you may not actually want to spend 24 hours a day with somebody you may have been with 20, 30 or 40 years after working <laughs> for the vast majority of your you know, waking days. Yes, it can come as a bit of a shock to some people. Mm. What are some of the uh, practical things that people need to uh, think about to prepare for making this decision so that you know, retirement is comfortable? Yeah, so I think if, if you're thinking about pulling the pin on work and you, you make the assumption that you won't go back, Understand the income stream from your assets. So if you've been accumulating money in superannuation, you need to have a look and say, am I in a fund that will provide me with an income stream that I can have some control over? And that's very important because the two things that people generally say to me when we're talking about retirement is, do I have enough income? And how long will my money last? And if you can generate a really strong income stream in a normalised world, then you can reduce the need to access capital from superannuation. If you have assets that provide a very low level of income, you may be more reliant on the capital value of your portfolio, which in good or bad times may result in the need to take more or less to top up the way you want to live. So understand your income, understand your fixed costs, because discretionary items, you can always justify to yourself that you can or can't afford them. And we do that every day as people, no matter whether we're working or not. Have a look at the asset allocation of your investments. One assumption that we get a lot is, well, I'm older now. 
I need to be more conservative. But when I ask people what they're after most, they say a really strong income stream and growth to offset inflation so that they can keep the purchasing power of their money. Yeah. But if you take the vast majority of your portfolio to cash and fixed interest, you've removed the ability to get that capital growth to protect the value of your portfolio. I'm not saying people need to go and have high-risk investments in retirement, but just remember that because you've retired, your investment time frame has not shortened because you would like to think, depending on your age, that that money will fund your lifestyle for the next 15 to 20 years. Yes. So your investment time frame is still long-term. It may not be viewed that way because retirement is a, is, is a, a line in the sand that people generally use to say, okay, I'll now I'll reassess. But in actual fact, I've got clients that are 23, I've got clients that are 73 with the same risk profile because they want the same things, good strong income and growth to offset inflation. So structuring your portfolio with the right asset allocation is really important and something that shouldn't be neglected when you do actually decide to pull the pin on work. Indeed, absolutely. It's around about uh, 12 minutes to 5 on 2CC Canberra Live until 6 o'clock. And in this half hour, I'm joined by Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Today, we're talking about can I retire and what to consider. And uh, we were talking about some of the practical considerations uh, before we actually make this leap of faith. Yep, very much so. So if I had three or four, I've got on the list here. One, know what you need to live on because that is going to drive your underlying investments, the amount of risk you're prepared to take and the types of things that you may keep in a superannuation or a trust to generate an income stream that you are after. So that's very important. From a strategic standpoint, we generally keep 18 months to two years of pension money. So once you know how much you need, we generally keep 18 months to two years of that in cash. And what I want to do there is future-proof your cash flow so that in times of COVID, we're not forced to sell something at a time where we may not wish to liquidate it because the price may not be working in our favour. Sure. So keep multiple years of your pension money or your income requirements excuse me, as cash uh, because it'll give you some peace of mind in relation to your ability to access capital. Maximise your super contributions leading into retirement. Do that a few years out if you've got the time and you're prepared. Obviously, leaving it too late can make it difficult to maximise what goes in. And obviously, review your costs. Don't just assume that the fund you're in is cheap. Actually look under the hood and say, well, is there an admin fee? What is my internal cost ratio? And that is the charge that your specific investment option costs you. So if you're in the blah, blah, blah balance fund, that will have an internal cost ratio. And a little tip here, don't just look at that. Also then look in the PDS to say, are there borrowing costs on top of that? And are there property costs on top of that? Because industry funds do a very good job of not disclosing all of that information in the one place. That's a little bit naughty. Probably not illegal, but probably oh, not no, no, clear no, and just, concise. Exactly, yes. Exactly. So I think I'll point that one out because that one's missed a lot. So if you're going to compare apples with apples, make sure you're looking at all of the things you need to consider. Um, so there are four things that I would I would sort of address so that you can manage your fund in a way that you have the comfort to know that in times of weakness or in times of volatility, you don't need to sell assets at a time that is not in your best interest. So uh, what are your key tips for people who are thinking about retiring soon? I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. I want to sit on a beach. So I'd be rattling off, again, loop back around to know what you need. 
It's very hard to plan when you don't know what number you're aiming for. Right. Make sure you understand where your income comes from. Look to maintain assets that have a good, strong income stream, be it Australian equities using franking credits, be it A-REIT property trusts, be it commercial property, or whatever you decide to purchase in line with your agreed risk profile. Make sure you understand that it has a good income stream and be in a fund that pays you distributions. A unitized fund in retirement can force you to be more reliant on the capital value of the account. And a unitized fund is an industry fund because they may or may not actually pay a dividend out. And for the property lovers out there, it's like buying a property and not renting it. You right. wouldn't just show the change in value in its capital price. You'd want the rent along the way to fund the way you live. Do what's right for you, not what's right for your friends. I see far too often people maintaining a risk profile or an investment decision because the rest of the ladies at work did it or the rest of the guys at work did it. Understand what you need and not what your friends need. And working is not a bad thing. It's just a choice to fund the lifestyle that you want because, as I said before the break, it's generally easier to earn $25,000 working part-time yeah. than to save an additional $500,000 of capital to generate the same amount of income. So look at working as a resource to fund the way that you want to live so that you can have the lifestyle that you're after. Um, and don't leave it too late. Obviously, if you understand when you're going to go, make sure you understand all of the costs, all of the benefits, and all of the strategic options that are available to you because too often it kills me to hear people say, I wish someone told me that five years ago. Well, yes, benefit of hindsight. So where can we go for more information? So obviously, if you, well, there we go. There's our first obviously for the day. Yeah. I thought we were going to make it, but we didn't. <laughs> 6260 4749. Give us a call on the office. Come in, have a chat, sit down and say, right, this is what I want to try and achieve. We've got the website, www.envisionfinancial.com.au. We've got the Knowledge Centre. We've got a raft of information in there you can join for free. We've got the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, The Strategy Stacker, where Luke talks money. And more importantly, we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all the key takeouts of the show. We can watch it on your iPhone. You can listen to it with your iPods. And you can stop it and take out all of the written information that we put between the ad breaks. And I think that's the best place for people to be able to stop and just pause it and collect the things that we've said, take some notes, press play, and then you don't have to worry about reading anything because everybody's anti-reading at the moment, which I totally agree with. <laughs> Watch it on a video, listen to it. You can consume it a lot better, pause it, stop it, and use it to your advantage. So Anti-reading, I don't know about Anti-reading, yep. Uh, people are tired of reading things. Well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, I don't know. <laughs> I've got to say, though, uh, as for the word obviously, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. One. You never know when one. you when you listen back later, you one. might discover some of them snuck through. I'm, Luke, I'm, I'm backing one. Be good, and we'll <laughs> chat to you again next Friday. See you next Friday.